knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. What's, what do Overlanders think of diesel guys? There's a lot of diesel Overlanders. You'd be surprised. Are, are they diesel Overlanders or are they Overlanders that just needed a big truck? Um, are you talking like what do Chads think about? <laughs> well, what, what's an Overlander Chad? And, no, I feel like a an diesel, Overlander a diesel Chad. Like Seth. Ooh. <laughs> uh, you, you know, I don't know. It's it's kind of. I've been so disconnected from the diesel world since we took on the off-road project that. That I don't know, but I would imagine. <laughs> I don't know how well they'd mesh. <laughs> I should bring you to a show one time. <laughs> if you walk around, I think your head might explode. I probably would. <laughs> but then again, the, the you know, take one of those guys and put them at you know, you know, the, a diesel a, a sled yeah, pull. They'd be like, these guys are tools. America's Diesel Podcast, brought to you by Diesel Power Products. America's Diesel Superstore. No salesman, just enthusiasts. Dieselpowerproducts.com. Your number one source for all things diesel. We like to start these episodes usually with just kind of like casual conversation. So, Tyler, casual conversation, oh, go. You put me on the spot. Yeah. Uh, my service four wheel drive light went on today. <laughs> Isn't it a brand new truck? <laughs> yeah. That's, that sucks. <laughs> Um, nice shot, Moran. But I fixed it. But uh, you know, I t- I think I took a page out of the, our uh, like our, our tech guys, our computer guys book. Uh-huh. Did you turn it off? Turn it back on. <laughs> <laughs> I did twice, and it fixed it. Talk it was amazing. To, you talked to Clint in IT. And he's like, you turn it off and then turn it back <laughs> on. Like, yeah, man, twice. <laughs> you know, no, I fixed three, it. Three I times. Yeah, so I don't know if it's uh. I was looking on, well, I wasn't. I talked to Josh this morning. He was looking on a form and found, uh, see, I thought I got a simple truck because I got a floor, four by four shifter, you know. That's why I was. No electronics, right? Oh, nice. Yeah, when you told me about it, that's why I was perplexed. I was like, how the hell do you even have a light? Well, they still managed to add electronics. (laughs) Of course (laughs) they did. Because they went back to the center axle disconnect on the new trucks. Mm -hmm. So I have, instead of a vacuum actuator, which at this point, I'd probably take a vacuum actuator because those things freaking lasted for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I've got an electronic actuator in my front axle. Interesting. And then, well, there were <clears throat> people are like, well, you, you got to check and see if snow packed in there because apparently it's not waterproof. <laughs> oh, well, that's great. Fantastic. <laughs> so, Let's put this traction aid device on this axle, <laughs> the front axle, mind you. And, uh, you, hey, wa- oh, watertight? No, 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 no. No, people don't use yeah, four-wheel drive for People that. don't buy this to live in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> Not even once. You sell all the units to Arizona and California. Yeah. yeah. So at this point, 
everything that's happened to the truck has been just kind of like a fluke thing, like weird, hasn't happened again. So we'll see what happens when yeah. I go home tonight. That's pretty much what happened with my Colorado. My really? lemon, yeah. Oh, my thanks, first, Kyle. The first one I got ended up being a lemon. <laughs> it was, yeah. And they, they took it back because it kept saying service four-wheel drive. No shit. Yeah. We're going to hear about that in a minute here. But first, this week's podcast episode is brought to you by Fuel Bomb Diesel Additive, an additive designed for diesel enthusiasts, made by diesel enthusiasts. Ben, take it away. Hell yeah, dude. So this is our in-house fuel bomb fuel additive for your diesel truck. Uh, our biggest thing here is making sure that you can pretty much always have uh, diesel additive on you all the time. The You've got a lot of other additives out on the market that are, they have, you know, anti-gel in there all the time. They have c in there all the time. They end up being big and bulky bottles. Uh, our uh, standard everyday diesel fuel additive is one ounce per 32 gallons. And that's its main job is to make sure that your fuel system stays lubricated and prevents the formation of algae. And it should also help you in colder climates too. Should definitely help you in colder climates. It, along with cleaning your fuel system and maintaining it, it'll also help you bump that cetane number up for a more efficient burn of your diesel fuel. And if cetane is just what you're after, there's the Fuel Bomb Hellfire, which is our straight eight plus cetane enhancer. Yeah, and you guys asked and we brought them back. Uh, we did go away from the bottles that didn't have the measuring little parts in there. We brought them back for you. So now you can measure out your one ounce per 32 gallons for the F-bomb or four ounces per 32 gallons for the Hellfire. Both these additives are available on our website, dieselpowerproducts.com. Now let's get back to that episode. So you may notice there's a third voice. It's a third if bearded you're, gentleman you're, here. Yeah, if you're watching, you can tell there's some handsome, munchkin-looking man between me and, me and Kyle. Me and Tyler. Kyle's over in the middle here. This is Kyle from Off-Road Power Products. We affectionately <laughs> like to make fun of each other for a lot of things. And... Uh, if if you don't like spicy episodes, keep on moving. <laughs> well, there's probably it's, enough. Uh, there's probably enough beard hair here oh, yeah. to give me and Kyle both a full head of actual hair. And I, I would <laughs> like to thank you for that wonderful intro because Cooper, on our podcast, the first question is, "Do you think Kyle is a hobbit or a dwarf?" <laughs> so that that's a step up. <laughs> We're still we still have yet to determine it. No one's responded yet. It's like so some the, sort of hybrid creature. Yeah. The best thing is he's not. You're not even like a small guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, compared to Cooper, we're all fucking tiny. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, uh, thank you for tuning in. This is Ben and Tyler and Kyle. Uh, ben and Tyler from America's Diesel Podcast and Kyle Bickley from Off Road America's Off Road is. Podcast, road. you can see the uh, <laughs> resemblance and name there. If uh, you've been listening for a long time, you know that we had Cooper on before, and you know that part of the Power Products umbrella encompasses diesel power products and off-road power products. See this, you know, the similar similarities in the name there. And then we have America's Diesel Podcast and America's <laughs> Off-Road Podcast. See where I'm going with this? All kind of yeah, family. Crazy. Ooh, I know, right? To this day, I'm still amazed that we were able to get both of those names. Like, they weren't already yeah. taken. That I, is pretty impressive. I remember yeah. sitting in Brian's office when we were brainstorming that stuff. Dude, America's Diesel Super, America's Offer. That was, I've said it before, that was my go-to. Yeah. I, ever in college, all of our stuff, all of our fraternity stuff was America's fraternity, America's this, America's that. Right. Add America's in front of everything, it's better. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> But uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you are listening to this, are uh, you actually? Oh man, I got to start this intro over again. I'm all Twitter pated because 
pals here, and I'm excited. <laughs> Look at us all. He's week, all man. giddy. I'm all giddy. <laughs> but thank you for tuning in. You can check us out on Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. You can find us on there by searching America's Diesel Podcast. You can find us on the YouTubes. Great place to leave comments. That's where our resident fact checker, Jim Lawrence, who is not on the payroll, receives zero dollars for what he does, and he writes dissertations every episode, and I love it. Uh, I've talked to him uh, with a keyboard. <laughs> oh, is this one of your customers? Yeah, one of our customers, oh, one right of our on. listeners that actually just started like leaving really good comments starting at episode 50. You know, and, one thing, I love the reviews that we get on both episodes, but my favorite are the YouTube comments. Yeah. I feel like the engagement's way more fun. It's a lot more fun. <clears throat> uh, you can leave questions or comments there. Uh, we're also on the social medias, the Instagram, the Facebook, technically on the TikTok. Oh, don't snap. even check that anymore. <laughs> so if you're if you're if you think our profile on TikTok's fire, let me know. Maybe I'll log back in and, and check some notifications. <laughs> That's like the one account where I hope someone steals it and does something with it, and then we just like fall back into it and be like, "Wow, look at all these freaking people we have followed." Holy guacamole! We went viral. We're, we're gonna need our password back. <laughs> I kind of lost motivation because I was like posting like a cool video and like I posted a good one and started getting really good engagement. I was like. <laughs> banned. I was like, what the fuck? We got banned? Well, I got, uh, yeah, the video got taken down. I got put on like in the, the shadow band, like the ice band. <laughs> we were on there for like five minutes. Yeah, I mean, and it was, <laughs> whatever. It's back up now. I had to appeal it. Now it's back, but I just lost all motivation. I was like, if I'm going to go through, and I, that was not even a bad video. If I'm going to go through, and every time I have to go through this crap, I don't want to do it. Yeah. But maybe I should. I don't know. Uh, if you need diesel parts for your pickup, make sure and check out dieselpowerproducts.com. If you need diesel parts fast for your pickup, uh, do not ask me or Tyler straight up because we, a lot of times, do not get back to you immediately. We do get back to you, just not usually as fast as people need it, especially if you're trying to get stuff out the door like next air. We do have four sales techs on the phone 12 hours a day, five days Barley juice. <laughs> Five days a week, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific time, ready to answer your questions, place an order, and get you going ASAP. Kyle is laughing his ass off right now because America's Off-Road Podcast is a lot more sterile, if you will. If you guys got kids, family, and you just want to sit down around the dinner table and listen to some, some good chatter, Off-Road Power Products is the podcast for you. If you're in your truck with your, like... 12 year old or older kids we're a great podcast yeah. <laughs> with your wife nah, maybe not, oh, maybe not. man this is a whole nother world for me <laughs> uh reviews hit them reviews we need those reviews keep them coming we they are going up yes i mean we're, we're getting more coming in we need more though about a hundred more i'm gonna i'm gonna drop my number down a little a hundy. bit hundy so keep them coming in. Leave a review on any of the platforms that Ben mentioned earlier. Screenshot that and send it to podcast at dieselpowerproducts.com. Make sure you include a picture of your, your truck and an address so we can send a sticker to it. It looks just like the logo on our cups and the background is being blocked by Kyle's head. What do you... <laughs> uh, what do they get once you get to 100 reviews? Uh, are you guys doing a giveaway or something? No. Oh, cool. Yeah. No. Sweet. <laughs> Kyle's obviously done way more marketing than we have. <laughs> it's probably a pretty good idea. Yeah. The incentive structure for you guys is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think if we could get that by the time we hit 200 episodes, I, well, I think we I'll, should go like bonkers for This is the reason why I say this, this amount. Because if we get that amount of five-star reviews, we'll be the highest-rated... So the highest five-star rated diesel podcast in all podcast land. In Boom. all of America? Yeah, out of diesel podcasts. We'll have more five-star reviews than anybody else. True. So that's why. Yeah. 
I spilled the beans. Spilled Leave it. some reviews, peeps. Yeah. yeah. But as, t- as Tyler said before, I mean, steal your grandparents' phone. Steal your yeah, parents' phone. Yeah, stealing. Yeah, stealing old people's phones is so easy. You just like I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show you something. <laughs> just real quick, or like, hey, I'm gonna take a picture of you guys. You guys look super cute, and like, don't even take the picture. <laughs> just go on Apple Podcasts and just five star review it. Submit. Five it's that star easy. review this episode. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. hundred <laughs> five star reviews on this episode. Then go to America's Off Road Podcast. Tune in. Yeah. Give us a review. Yeah, if you if we get a hundred review five star reviews on this episode, Kyle will send you a shirt. Yeah, <laughs> so. maybe even a hat. Look at this cool hat. Yeah, or, or the, cool the cup. Look, did you see the theme here? Off road hats, off road diesel. Yeah. They're just one big f- happy family. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Kyle. So yep. you started alluding to uh, your your lemon pickup. Tell yeah. us about that. Yeah. So I jumped into originally diesel power products. Off road power products, kind of a newer. Uh, branch that we really kind of invested in 2018. It's been around for a long time. Um, but yeah, so I jumped into um, the diesel side of things. I had a pickup truck. I was taken up into an office and forced to buy a truck, pretty much. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it, it was really cool. So it was it was the year the ZR2s came out, the Colorados with the 2.8 Duramax. Um, never owned a diesel. Pretty stoked on it. Picked up this truck. Uh, bought it sight unseen, drove it back here. The owner, Brian, hopped in it. He's like, let's go for a spin. We go for a drive. We come back, and as soon as he puts it in park, the service four-wheel drive light pops up. <laughs> Look, this yeah. is a great start to a relationship. I drove it from <laughs> Kellogg to Spokane. We did one little drive. Excitement's at an all-time high, and I got a service light. So that sucked. Um, so, yeah, we ended up taking it back three or four times. They just couldn't figure it out. <clears throat> um and eventually just said, yep, we're going to buy it back from you. So they bought it back, got one that um, was a cooler color, um, had all the same features. We built it out, drove that for probably two-ish years, and then got rid of it. You had some good times in that one. You wheeled that one pretty good. Yeah, I jumped it, bro. <laughs> just full Chad right into – we went to <laughs> – it's a funny story. So we went to EJS. It was my first year there wheeling, so it was a new experience for me. I'm in a – this truck was pretty loaded down. It had a fridge freezer in the back, rack, recovery gear, big, heavy, 150-pound rooftop tent. Um, <clears throat> decided to go to a trail called Poison Spider Mesa. The entrance of it is like big, wide, rolling whoops, kind of like what you see at 7 Mile. You know mm-hmm. those big ones? Cooper gets on the radio. I'm following him. Brian and Cooper are in the truck in front of me. And he's like, Kyle, I bet you won't jump it. Send it, dude. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, yeah, watch this. I got the camera guy in the passenger seat, Brian Meyer in the back seat, and I just pin it, just full send. Next thing you know, Cooper's, like, screaming, laughing over the radio. He said he claims my rear was, like, six feet in the air. <laughs> just <laughs> sent it. Um, so, yeah, we I did that. We did Moab twice in it. Um, I had the opportunity to be the title, or we had the opportunity to be a title sponsor for uh, Overland Adventure the first year they did it. So we wheeled from... Um, Wickenburg, Arizona to Flagstaff without touching pavement pretty much. That was a cool trip. But, yeah, tons of tons of time with it, with the family, camping, going to the lake, um, doing all that fun stuff. For those of you wondering, EJS stands for oh, yeah, Eastern Jeep you guys Safari. diesel guys. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> They're all like, EJS, was that, was that like a, a rave or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a really cool Jeep event that um, is put on in Moab, Utah, and it's it's pretty crazy if you get the opportunity to go. It's, it is packed. It's a really small city. And you cannot, it's like gridlock. Oh, you've been in California. You used to live there. It's like traffic on the highway. It's like that on every trail. 
So it's cool because you get to see a lot of cool rigs, meet a lot of cool people, have tons of fun. So yeah. let's, let's dive right into the elephant in the room. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let's back up because we got to talk. He we, he like just briefly touched on that ZR2. It is oh, a yeah. diesel. Yeah. Okay. Those trucks are pretty well equipped for, for as far as from the factory. I mean, that thing had what, it's, yeah. lockers. So the cool thing with that platform, I think that that Chevy did right was. They built it, obviously, to compete with the mid-sized trucks. So your Tacomas, Ford Rangers, I don't know if we want to put them in a category, but um, basically the Tacoma. So, yeah, uh, the ZR2 platform comes with front and rear lockers. Uh, but the other really cool thing they did was they took the uh, Multimatic suspension that is on their Camaros, um, and it's the first time they took that technology and put it into their mid-sized truck. So I had these pretty cool shocks on it which when i built the truck obviously you pay a lot of money for that upgrade so we kept that in mind we did not want to sacrifice those um so we kind of kept it low to the ground we did a two inch lift kit and then opened up the wheel wells to fit 35s we obviously if you're anything like the off-road community i don't know about you diesel guys but probably one of the things we preach the most about the most over or underrated upgrade you can do is re-gearing your truck oh yeah so with the 35s, even though it's not a huge tire, we still went to 456 gears. That completely changed the drivability of the truck night and day. Um, definitely got me back into the, the power man and the torque where it should be. Because um, I actually drove it on the stock gears with 33s before I went to 35s, and it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, the rest of the truck was pretty much just kitted out with your standard. We had a um, calibrated power spade tuner on it. Um, some KMC bead locks. We transitioned over to some AV stuff. They make a lot of cool stuff for the Colorado, so we kind of kitted out to look like the Bison, and then rack, rooftop tent, all the camping gear. Yeah. So, but yeah, right out of the box, those trucks are awesome. They handle great. You got front and rear lockers, so they're doing it right. Yeah. And mileage wise, I mean, pretty good mileage. I would, I would assume with that little two. Yeah. Once yeah. I regeared it, yeah, I was back up to about eighteen, nineteen miles a gallon That's on thirty fives. Yeah. And I was towing my boat. I was getting about twelve miles a gallon. So. Towed the boat great. Has a hitch? Yeah, dude. It does, man. So uh, for any of you Colorado guys out there listening, if you do have the gasser, um, fun fact, what a lot of guys are doing is they're taking the diesel springs. They're buying diesel springs, putting them in their gas springs because they're heavier load rating. So that'll help out if you're into overlanding or anything. But um, I ran some Deaver springs in the rear. Yeah, those were awesome. So towed great. It was a fun truck. It was a a cool-looking truck. I I do have to – like. I have a heart. So, the smallest bet I ever had was the Eco Diesel. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I think the Tundra is competing for the small because that was a pretty yeah. small bet in that truck too. I think the Eco Diesel. I don't. You know, the, I don't know. I think the Eco Diesels was smaller than the. You Tundra. think? Yeah. It's a pretty small bet in that Tundra. It's the same size bet as what Kyle's got now. Can't be by much. Maybe half a foot. Maybe. Yeah, I don't no, know. No, the, the the Tundra is still. <clears throat> I mean, because you didn't have the full four door with a with a bed. Yeah, on I did. There. My Tundra? It wasn't the big four-door cab. It was a Crew Max, dude. It wasn't the biggest one, though. They make a bigger cab than that. Bullshit. Uh, Yes, they do. Kyle, back me up on that. Crew Max is the biggest cab. I'm not aware of a bigger one than the one your Tundra. Your Tundra did not have the full back four-door. Like it had, yeah, it, it, did. it had four doors, but they made it may make a bigger one than what you had. No way, dude. Yes, they do. We're gonna fight right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cell phones dude, are coming out. Off-road power products. Back me up here. Crew Max biggest. They don't make a bigger crew, uh, cab than a Crew Max. Not that I'm aware of. Yeah, the the one I have is. What's in your drink over there, the only, Ben? The only bigger one that I'm aware of um, is. 
I don't even think they make. They don't make it bigger than the Crew Max. No. I, I, I'm gonna. I will. I will put a hundred dollar bill down right now. Actually, I'm gonna take that back just in case. I'm <laughs> There's no way. Look at these guys searching Jim. Okay. Where's our fact check on Hold this? Hold on a second here. Dude, that back of that truck was bigger than my Mega Cab. Which truck did you hit? Which door configuration? Did Dude, you the Crew Max, bro. On the white one? Yes. I could have swore that you didn't have like the the actual like door door handle. Dude, I had a full on door, dude. It was bigger back there than my Mega Cab. Okay, then I, I'm wrong on this one because I could have swore that you didn't have the the. Apologize to me, right? I'm sorry, Tyler. <laughs> show, show me a picture of your truck. Okay. No, not, I don't even know if I took any pictures of it because I was kind of embarrassed that I drove it. <laughs> How many episodes did you have that? While we're on that topic. How many episodes did we have? Did he have the Tundra? Uh, yeah. For what? <laughs> it was a good year. I mean, there, there, it was, there was too long, Kyle. Too yeah. long. So uh, while Tyler's pulling up that picture... Because I'm, I'm probably going to get proved wrong here, but my memory's probably not doing me too many favors right I, now. I'm trying to find. Like, I never like took an actual picture of it again. Because I, I took. A, <laughs> I have a picture, but it shows the back door open. He doesn't even. Have, he hated the truck that much. He doesn't even have a single photo of it. Dude, that's a crew max, bro. <laughs> yeah, I want to see the door handle though. Well, I can't show you that because the door is open. <laughs> I never took a picture of it, dude. Because I feel like the door handle wasn't the normal kind of pull door handle. Was the one that was dude. Hard. It was because you can't get an extended cab yeah. with that short of bed. And the okay. the ones that have the pull handle on the side have an indentation. Indentation, on the back right? Of the cab. Okay, yeah, all right. right. My bad. My bad. I'm yeah. I'll take the L on that one. Gosh, that got heated quickly. Golly, <laughs> I love My it. Lord. <laughs> okay, so now that we're we got me and Tyra fought once here, um, <laughs> I do want to I do want to address something real quick, Kyle. Okay. Okay, overlanding. What the fuck, man? Uh, what, do you, what do you mean, man? It's, <laughs> the, it's the greatest thing ever. It's the, you got to overload your truck and go down some sketchy stuff. And no, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's it's funny. We I had this conversation with Cooper on our podcast last night. We were talking about how that's actually transitioning into side by sides. We're starting to see people like yeah. throw rooftop tents on their side by sides, take seats out, and put in like fridge freezers. And it's <laughs> it, it's there's. It's a community, that's for sure, um, and, and there's there's definitely different breeds of them. I just I see so many that are just like. I'm well, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna address yeah. the elephant in the room here because there is a uh, in that bathroom right there. There's a uh, camping magazine. And it's like <laughs> Overland, like like I I go camping, but when I when I look at that magazine, it makes me feel like like I'm I'm a glamper. And, uh, you know, I don't actually, I'm not actually camping. But then I start looking in that book and I'm like, these guys sound like they're miserable out here. <laughs> like, are they foraging right now? It's, it's pretty crazy. I mean, the idea behind overlanding is like to be self-sufficient outside of your vehicle. Right. Yeah. So I think I personally think a lot of this stemmed from the van life. Um, somebody somewhere came up with a rooftop tent and that changed changed everything. Um, mm -hmm. But it's it's fun. Like there's there's lots of really cool people in that community um overland expo is a really cool event that's put on in flagstaff and uh yeah you get you want to check out some overlanding stuff you can see every different kind of full extreme to not so extreme uh for me personally <clears throat> i i grew up camping out of trailers that was that was my thing we yeah. had we had a tow behind trailer i loved the rooftop tent just for where you can camp mm -hmm. yeah that's what i like about it 
I don't necessarily run around and I'm like, I'm Overland AM. <laughs> like, I don't go crazy with the badges and the stickers and the patches and stuff like that. But there's a really, there's something to be said with rooftop tents and, and overlanding when you can drive to the top of a lookout tower and flip open your bed and you crawl in and it's, you already have a mattress. It's warm. So it's fun, but yeah, I think some people are taking it to the extreme. It's, a, it's interesting. I mean, with, with every denomination of like motorsport, whatever you want to call it, there's always like the certain types and certain, oh, yeah. like in, in the diesel community, there's always that, those kind of guys too. Yep. Tell me about some of the different types of breeds in the Overland community. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, I mean, they, they're, they're all over the spectrum. For example, like we, when I pulled into Overland Expo, like one of the first rigs Cooper and I saw were a, was a Earth Roamer pulling okay. its G-Wagon behind it. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> Overland And it's like, whoa. So, I mean, you, you've got the guys that are really minimalistic. Um, I would put myself in like Cooper, for example, in that category. Like sleeping arrangements and food are the only two things we really care about. Um, then you get the guys that, <clears throat> go all out where they're pulling out rear seats they're putting in storage compartments um pros and cons to both kind of depends on what you're doing the thing i don't like about the people that go to the full extreme is their vehicles are not meant to do that like mm-hmm. on one of the trips i went on there was this jk that was like I think, don't quote me but i heard that it was about eleven thousand five hundred pounds holy you shit. jk how did it, how did how, Cummins, how does that even happen? Had a Kevin swap in it, okay. but it stopped at every hill because it was overheating, and it was just like, dude, what are you thinking? And and the, the thing is, you get to camp, and it's like, of all this stuff that you're using, or all this stuff you have, how much are you really using? Yeah, like, are you are you going to use the microwave that you put in there with your inverter and all this other like? Most of the time, when we get to camp, you set up your rooftop tent, you throw something on the stove and you go to bed these guys some of these guys are going crazy with it even what's the truck is it the ford maverick that's got that whole kitchen that slides out of the side of it now no that's the rivian that's that that riven that electric truck oh have you seen it yeah it's crazy dude it made motor trends truck of the year yeah so it's it's definitely a community that's growing very quickly um but yeah there's just like any other like you said any other motorcycles there's different breeds of them and, and and when it comes to overlanding it's it's kind of what you make it some of the guys go they really embrace it and they want to even if they're going for the weekend they want they pack enough stuff to survive for a month yeah like they, they've got propane and backup batteries and backup fuel and for me I, I go as minimalistic as possible i'm more worried about recovery gear and stuff like that than i am an extra blanket if i get cold or something mm-hmm. but they're crazy I love them. <laughs> I just, I just, I don't know if I could hang out with those people. No, there's, there's, that's the cool thing. There, there's a lot of people. It's kind of like we make fun of, in the Cooper and I, and Ash always bicker about like the Jeep guys or the rock crawlers and the Toyota guys or the, the granola eaters and like. Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> there's, there's really cool people. Uh, there's definitely some interesting people like you would get in any any big crowd. Um, but there's, there's some cool ones and there's a lot of people doing some really cool stuff on, on full size diesel trucks too now. But, yeah, you get that with, with any big crowd. So what kind of granola is best? <laughs> what kind of Stone granola? Stone ground or? <laughs> um, uh, is it cage-free granola? Is that 
Is that a thing? Yeah, cage free? Yeah. Cage free granola. No, not no no blood diamond granola. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Free free range granola. <laughs> <laughs> organic. Yeah. Organic? Yeah. Organic granola. Yeah. That's the way. Okay. Do organic. They, do they make non organic granola? That's like better for you? Non-organic granola isn't yeah. organic better than non-organic. Well, I mean, the organic stuff may fall short of what you could make if you made it on of your own. Flavor, yeah, <laughs> flavor, maybe some probiotics, you know, amino acids. You know, yeah, there's, it, there's a, it's almost like, <clears throat> kind of what it, what I'm seeing it turn into is, the, the rock crawling guys um, in that industry are starting to see like what these overland guys are doing, and they're kind of coming together with these super crazy unique builds. Um, so it, it's it's cool. Yeah. I, so I I mean, I love camping. We go, you know, when it's the season, like we try to get out every weekend. Right. So I can respect the, you know, the 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 the, the overland group, the, the people, you know, the people that do that, the you know, the guys that try to stuff all the stuff in their rig. But at, I mean, at some point, like, there's got to be a balance. Oh, there's a definitely a line to be drawn. Yeah, because like you're, sure. you start affecting the performance of your vehicle because you've got so much stuff. I think one of the the biggest issues I have <clears throat> when I go to like a big show and I see a lot of people that have completely thrown you know thousands of pounds on their rig is what we do at off road and, and probably similar on the diesel side of things. The first thing we're doing is drivability, suspension, wheels, yeah. tires, gears then we'll go throw a whole bunch of stuff on top of it. Right. I've seen a lot of rigs where you walk by it, it's like stock wheels, stock tires, which is okay, but bone stock suspension, they're sitting in the parking lot flat, and their rear is two inches lower than their front. Yeah. It's like, whoa, that thing has got to ride terrible when you're going down the road. And you're building these rigs supposedly to go off-road, to go down a dirt road at least. That's got to ride terrible. So that if if... That would be my biggest complaint and my biggest like double look when I'm going through these shows. It's like, whoa, that guy's got like twenty five thousand dollars worth of overlanding gear. Oh, well, he's got the stock suspension, and yeah. it's like, those springs are facing the wrong direction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's it's crazy. So yeah, I think that that was our big conversation of last night. Was like, I think people don't necessarily prioritize the way they should when they're doing these big builds and throwing a lot of weight on it. I mean, it took me only probably two months of having a rack and a rooftop tent, which is not a lot of weight, to upgrade to Deaver Springs because I was like, no, I don't like the way this thing rides. So that brings me to like a next good kind of thing to talk about here because I will say as much as we harp on Overlander guys, and I'll be honest, those listening or watching, you're getting like the G version yeah. of us harping <laughs> on, on Overland dudes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, diesel guys as well. Nobody's, you know, I mean, we make fun of people equally. Um, just so you know, there's such a great line. We make fun of people equally. I like that. Yeah. yeah. If you're not getting made fun of, that means we don't like you. Yeah. And if you're hearing noise in the background, FedEx just got here and they're loading shit in the back. So don't worry about that. It'll go away. Nobody knows how to use a freaking pallet jack back yeah. there. Clank, Come clank, on, clank. clean it up. Yeah. Sign up back there. <laughs> shit. Uh, but the, so for, for those that are, well, I'm not going to call it overlaying, but for those that maybe have their, their tow rig and their, their fun rig, if you had to kind of prioritize doing things on a budget, I know you guys talk about being on a budget and whatnot. What are like some key items that you can get right off the bat that are going to pay dividends in the end? As far as the vehicle or the overlanding gear? Um, we'll do both. Like the, if there's someone who's not looking to, you know, I'm not trying to do my whole entire suspension. Right. Um, and I'm not trying to go super hardcore on the accessories, but like 
I don't even know what the budget is out there, but like, I just want to get out there and I'm not trying to do everything that I can with this vehicle. Yeah, well, I think one thing that people kind of, one misconception with overlanding is like, if you got a rooftop tent, you're an overlander. Like, that's not necessarily the case. There's a lot of rigs that we've built that we overland in all the time that don't have rooftop tents. And the way to get around that or the way to kind of dip your feet in the water, if you will, um, is we've got tent cots that are super rad. Mm-hmm. Like for sleeping, we'll start with sleeping arrangements because obviously if you're going to go overlanding, you're going to you're staying the night out in the woods. Um, so there's kind of we've categorized it into like three different things. You can go full on rooftop tent. Obviously, you're going to need a rack and stuff like that. So that adds up pretty quick. If you're on a budget, tent cots are really awesome. They keep you off the ground. It's kind of like a rooftop tent for the ground. Um, and lastly, if you're really minimalistic, um, the Eno hammocks, mm-hmm. like they fit in your glove box. Um, so that's a great way to go. As far as um, food and, like, cooking and stuff like that, Dometic um, makes a ton of different size fridge freezers, which are awesome. We've got them in pretty much all our rigs here. If you don't know what a fridge... Do you guys sell them on diesel? No. Yeah, no. we do. You do? Do we? Yep. Oh, I've put some I'm, on diesel. <clears throat> for me already, I'm like, fridge freezer? That's too much for me. No, it sounds crazy, but... And I always thought they were crazy, but... Th- when I had one in my Colorado, that was one of the first things I pulled right out of um, my truck before I sold it. I was like, I can't live without one of these things. They make them in a ton of different sizes, so you don't have to get the most expensive one, but they basically, you can hardwire them to your battery, you can plug them into your cigarette lighter, and it's a portable fridge and freezer, which is cool. And then Timbo Tusk, they're really inexpensive. It's like 390 bucks. You get this super rad cooking disc that you can pretty much cook anything on. Um, so that's where I would go. Like, Make sure you have comfort in sleeping and um i mean everyone likes to eat good that's one of the things we kind of preach on the off-road side we don't like eating hot dogs and stuff like a lot of times we eat better out in the woods than we do at home like we're cooking like lobster tails and flaming mignon <laughs> steaks on the, the yeah. timbo tusk um as far as your vehicle goes i think the most important thing for me personally if you're going to add all that weight you have the right recovery gear and if you're not going to run bead locks or any oversized tires always keep a patch kit um, and an air compressor in your truck. Would you say full-size spare as well? I would say a full-size spare, but it's it's getting crazy with the technology. Like, Tyler just got some of those, those method bead grips. Mm-hmm. Man, they are tough to mount, and they're tough to take off. So I think having seen people in the industry run them and have yet to seen anybody de-beat them, I think with the technology of, of tires, I mean, Nitto makes a great tire with a super strong sidewall, and the bead grips, or if you're running bead locks, um, I, I think that's perspective. Okay. I think if, if you don't have bead grips or a bead lock and you don't have an air compressor, yeah, bring a full-size spare. A full-size spare. Not your stock spare. Yeah, and one thing I want to bring up with the uh, with the uh, fridge freezer thing, okay? Right. I'm still in the uh, trying to justify the, the purchase price of one of those, but... If you actually think about it, if you added up the amount of money that you spend on ice throughout an entire camping season, I right. bet you you would. I bet you that would add up to about half as much as what a fridge freezer. <laughs> so, like, I feel like a fridge freezer could it. pay itself off in like two years. I get it. I totally get it. Uh, here's an example for you. So we went wheeling. I went on UA 2018 with Cooper, wheeled over on the uh, East Coast, brought our our big grizzly cooler. Filled it with some dry ice and some ice. Had all of our sandwich fixings in there for like two days. Went wheeling. Just pulled over for lunch to make our sammies. And the ice broke free. 
go out into the bread bag, soaked all the bread, <laughs> soaked all the cheese, soaked all the meat. Yeah. So. Yeah. I get it, but um, I mean, there it, it's it's definitely a convenience thing for sure. It's not a something that's priority or, or necessary to overland with. It, you can just as well throw it in a. Well, I was gonna a I nice was cooler about throwing uh, getting one of those for like my side by side. Totally, uh, and they make them in small sizes. Somebody I can't I can't remember who um, somebody fit a Dometic inside their glove box, or I'm sorry, really? their their center console. Wow. So they opened their central console and it was like the smallest Dometic and they just like, it only holds like a six pack of soda. But, and a couple of yeah. stickers. <laughs> and some <laughs> stickers. Um, so you can get them small, um, but you can also go as, as big as you want where you can, a lot of people use them as like spare fr- fridges in their yeah. their garage. So yeah, it's definitely a, a convenience thing for sure. But it's, and, and just like rooftop tents, there's, more and more fridge freezer companies popping up left and right. Yeah. So. Well, one thing that I also wanted to bring into that maybe people don't know about offered power products, side-by-side stuff. Too. Everybody that everybody so that fun. I know that has a side-by-side drives a diesel truck. Yep. And they're towing it with a diesel truck. So it's like, it's a, it's another, uh, another fun thing that, you know, diesel guys do too, you know? And, and, and uh, you know, I, I I could say from my own experience, I've had probably like one of the best summers of my life with with my side by side. I freaking love that thing. I cannot wait uh, to get back out uh, when the well. I'm I mean, shoot, I can go tomorrow if I wanted to, but <laughs> but it's a, uh, it's something that uh, is a huge market that's growing. And you guys have have gotten a lot. You guys have a ton of side-by-side stuff. You're adding yep. more. I just got some system three tires from yeah. you. By the way, we're a little for the I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, so, so you guys know, like, the, I'm just messing with you. The way be that, cool like, if you did. The, the way that we were laid out here in our hallway, we've talked about it before, but like, so if you go from the front, Kyle's office is in the front, I'm in the middle, Tyler's right behind me. Yeah. We're all within earshot of each other. Yeah. And so, I can't, it, Tyler's just like, Kyle, where's my tires? <laughs> Kyle, yeah, where's my tires. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, you know, I wasn't gonna bring this up, but I'm going to. But it's almost like this only happens when it's like, like let's say I didn't work here, and I was like, hey Ben, <laughs> can you give me, can you order me this? <laughs> like something inevitably happens. Oh, like yeah. it is the weirdest thing whenever you like. Whether it be like a shipping delay that's completely out of our hands, oh, yeah. but there's something that always happens. It's it's, like, <laughs> it truly is. I, I have a couple of friends that have like ordered stuff before, or like I try and do it for them. And I let them know, like, hey, just so you know, there is like a curse. Yeah. If, if I do this for you, or oh, yeah. if it, if you were to place the order on your own, like we didn't even know each other through the website, yeah. it go perfectly. Yeah. You get all your shipping updates. You get your email address you get correct. You get everything be fine. It, it would it probably get to you like super fast. Yeah. But the second that I like try and make it happen for you, now it's like it's pulling off from somewhere else. It's out of stock. Shipping doesn't get right. Your name somehow there's a twin of you in Vermont. And you're in California. Yeah. It just it's a it, tornado comes through and wipes out the truck it's carrying. Exactly. It's just it's always gonna get trashed if R- I do. Real quick, are we still recording on the, the camera here? Yeah. Is there a red light? Okay. I thought there was a red light. I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Corey says we're good. So okay. yeah, just so nobody's freaking out here. We we have two cameras, one for redundancy, and the one that is the the backup one is now not recording. So that's yeah. Funny. Anyway, sorry, I just screwed you guys yeah. up. Oh, the I was just like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> just hold on. We don't we but, don't hide things from our listeners. No. 
We're transparent. Dude, we're just a bunch of diesel dudes trying to make a podcast. <laughs> we don't know what the hell we're doing. <laughs> the fact that we made it this far is a miracle. It's a miracle. miracle. Yeah. Multiple levels. Seriously. The fact that we're about to hit 200 boggles my mind. Yeah. All right, back to the side by side <coughs> stuff because I get to yeah they're they're crazy right I mean right out of the box they're ready to go like compared to like a fully built Jeep um, it's it's kind of changed the way wheeling and trail riding goes in the off road industry because you have these I don't want to say the Jeep guys are slow but it seems like every every time you hit the trail you're some side by sides trying to rip past you or, or oh, yeah. blow by you um, but they're yeah they're crazy so. The the cool thing with the side by side stuff is they're they're really the offer or the <clears throat> aftermarket industries really accepted them. Um, tons of cool upgrades, to suspension, wheels, tires, uh, you name it. You can pretty much do whatever you want on those things. They're crazy, crazy fun. Yeah. So I got I got some Method wheels that I ordered through Diesel Power Products. I got some System Three tires that I ordered through you guys. Yep. What do you think the next thing I should do on my side by side? Suspension. I, not not your shocks. I think your shocks out of the gate are, are awesome. That's the cool thing. Yeah. The cool thing with these things, a lot of times, even just replacing your springs uh, will make a huge difference. But the probably one of the most common calls we get are people busting a arms. Really? And yeah. The the arms are the radius rods. In fact, when we did the radius rods on Cooper's Talon, when we were pulling them off, he didn't even realize one of them was bent. Oh really? Yeah, we <laughs> laid it down on the floor and it like rolled to its side and rocked, and we were like, "What the Wait heck?" <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's probably one of the most common ones. You can get into some fairly cheap aftermarket ones, or you can go full blown like Chromoly. Um, I've got the high clearance, and I've got the boxed Super ATV uh, high clearance arms in my sights. And there you go. Yeah. Yep. Um, another thing that I, I've uh, I've heard a lot of people talk about, especially like hanging out in the woods with people with side by side they talk about the tender springs on the top of the coil over because mm-hmm. like a lot of them when you come when they come from the factory they're like completely smushed sure. it's like like what, what's what, going what on the there? A, a tender i have no idea what this yeah, is yeah so there's the main spring of the shock okay. right there are coil over or whatever coil, like mcpherson show, yeah. yeah then on the top of that it's there's cool a small over. spring okay okay most of them like on like the factory razors and like my towel and they're like completely smushed and people are saying, like, take the, you know, replace those with, like, I've got a buddy that's got some that are replacing. He's actually got gaps between the, the coils, so it actually, like, does something. Because gotcha. if, if you look at mine, like, right now, like, you look at it, and you're like, thing doesn't do a goddamn thing. <laughs> if, if you go full droop, does it does it expand? Yeah. Okay. It should. I, I would imagine. So yeah. basically just, it, okay, I got an idea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've only gotten airborne at, like, 60 miles an hour on that thing. <laughs> so I didn't really have so. eyes on my sprints. See, that's the crazy thing with these side-by-sides, too, is, like, uh, everything comes at you a lot faster. Oh yeah, like because <laughs> I mean, you get into one of these things and you put your your pedal down, and it's like there's no way this should be. A, it, there's no way an 18 year old kid should be able to walk into the store and buy an X3. Blows my mind. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the, the, with the springs, what most people are doing. Um. RT Pro, great product line. Um. Another stem from Fox and BDS and those guys. Um. They they sell a whole new replacement kit that allows you to select like kind of your ride and what you normally do on a day-to-day basis so like heavy duty rate is going to be more of your trail riding and stuff like that they have a sports set it's going to be more of your like fast-paced race stuff um and that comes with those springs as well as the lower springs for replacements um and they're they're pretty expensive they're like 500 bucks but totally changed the drivability of it um 
Yeah, side by sides are they're crazy, man. I rolled ours. Yeah, <laughs> I rolled it. I took a dirt nap right in front of Cooper. Before I get into my next question here, I do want to touch on that. So Kyle holds the company record for just wrecking shit. Oh man, and no, not the record. <laughs> Only two. I only broke one company rig, <laughs> and they've never let me in another one. So I guess I, I was a, it was a good enough one. <laughs> it, it seems like every time, not every time, but it, more often than not, whenever I hear the, the off-road power products guys, they do go on camping trips. They leave us diesel guys here to fucking play on your trucks, yeah, you know, pick our noses and sell shit. <clears throat> and we always come back, and Kyle's like usually walking to the door like, with a sling, <laughs> not a sling. You know, <laughs> usually beat up. I mean, here like <laughs> Cooper walks in, guys, guys. Oh man, <laughs> Kyle broke everything. Yeah, there's been some trips. <laughs> yeah, what's the what's the most the most memorable the most uh, for good or bad? Like, what is the one that just sticks out? This is like, hey. Good San Hollow was the X3. Bad, the Priest Lake trip on the four-wheeler. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. San, San Hollow was cool. Nobody got injured. Nothing really broke. That's the cool thing with side-by-sides, too. Um, I mean, I think, in fact, everyone in off-road power products has officially either flipped or rolled a side-by-side. Nice. <laughs> we, funny, funny story. I don't know if you've heard this one. First, and then I'll get back to your answer or question. First, like five minutes at um, Easter Jeep Safari, we're, we're hanging out, and all of a sudden Brian walks through these bushes. We're like, "You're you left in your side by side? You're walking back?" And he's like, hey, "I tried a donut, it tipped over." And like within two minutes of us unloading it from the trailer, um, but yeah, Sand Hollow was was probably the most memorable just because of the people and how cool that area is. Um, if you haven't gone there, it's it's. Uh, huge sand dune right next to huge red rock and there's no restrictions on anything like nice. you want to put a tire on that rock go, go for, for it they yeah. don't care um which is completely opposite of moab where if you step on the grass like you can get a fine um they only want you walking off the trail so um tons of freedom there super cool place but yeah i just misjudged a turn and an obstacle and just right on my side yeah. uh the pre-strip was a little bit different that was a little bit of fatigue. I don't. Um, here's the thing. I don't blame you for what you were driving because what you were driving is something to like. It's crazy. To my standards, like nowadays, like that is like, well, before, like that's just like a crazy freaking four wheeler. It's like that is an insane. Another one of those things where it's like, should this? You should pass like a driving test before you get on that thing. It's it's pretty crazy. Though. Yeah, the player scrambler. It's cool rig. Like it's long, insane. long travel <laughs> suspension, all the power you want. Um. It's got the same, basically the same engine that's in a yeah. Razor, right? But just non-turboed. Yeah, it's, Are it's they turboed? cuckoo. Yeah, really? Dude, it's 1,000 yeah, cc. Yeah, it's it's nutty. I just want to go on record here. Like, I am I'm super green when it comes to like side by side and uh -huh. stuff like. So like, I'm genuinely shocked at that they put that engine. In a Dude, quad. the thing is wicked. It, it's fast. <laughs> it's it's scary fast. Now. Yeah. Yeah. It it's pretty impressive. <clears throat> so I I mean. I don't have a four-wheeler, so I haven't been on a four-wheeler in I don't know how long, since I was hunting with my dad 15 years ago. Probably a freaking Honda Foreman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, like 38 horsepower. 350. <laughs> Straight axle yeah. in the rear. Yeah, um, yeah so we, we go on this really cool trip. Um, we decide to go to a lookout tower that was probably a, I don't know, 30, 40-minute drive. But with we don't we don't drive we go like it's there's not a lot of 
it's not like, oh, look at the pretty views. It's just like eyes on the road the whole, oops, oh, geez, eyes on the road the whole time. Anyways, long story short, just spent the whole day behind this thing. Um, When we got to the lookout tower, like, it was hard to hold on. It was almost like, I don't know how to explain it, but, like, my hands, like, wouldn't grip it. It arm pump. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. like crazy, crazy arm pump. Um, Coming down, it was pitch black. I was wearing a pumper helmet, but I didn't have a pumper, so I had to, like, crack the visor because it kept fogging up. Visor's cracked. There's also dust in front of me, so the dust is coming in, getting in my eyes, so I'm opening it and closing it and fatigued and just came into a corner too hot and (laughs) yard-sailed myself into the boulders. (laughs) Thankfully, thank God, it was... A left-hand turn going down the mountain and not a right-hand turn because a right-hand turn would have been a completely different story. Well, very surprised that the uh, damage-wise, it wasn't that bad. No, it really yeah, we were able to fix it. That's a yeah. that's a pretty it's stout, a badass machine. It's that's a badass. It's machine. cool. Yeah, if you're into four wheelers, that's that's the one to get. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, there's there's been some interesting stories like that with Kyle on on the yeah. trips. <laughs> So getting for for side by side stuff because we know that a lot of mm-hmm. you know diesel dudes like going out and yeah dick it around. I love talking about this stuff. We can talk about this for the rest yeah. of the podcast. So it'd be <laughs> totally cool. If you're someone like me who like I I know things, but I know enough to be dangerous. Basically, right. like in every sense of the oh, term, this is fast, cool, yeah, exactly. I know enough to be dangerous, but I don't know enough to know what I'm doing. Uh-huh. Um, if you were to want like, and it's always budget oriented, but like to get into your first side by side. What's something that, you know, like I'm not willing to go to the dealership and drop 30 grand on a side by side. I also don't want to buy a old one for 500 bucks and, and have it be shitty and tinker on it every five minutes. What is that good middle ground that someone should be looking at? I mean, I. It, it is. I would say, like, if the first year, the I think 17, you can pick up like a, a pretty nice X3. Um, I like the X3s, and, and it, it even goes back to, like, what are you going to use it for? Because, obviously, the cool thing with side-by-sides is it seems like every year the new chassis gets released, mm-hmm. which is tough to keep up with parts and stuff, but they're so versatile, you can get something like the, the OG, like a John Deere. So if you're using it for, like, farming, but you, you obviously going to want to get something like a Players General. Um, but if you're looking for like trail riding and stuff, um, this would be a straight straight funzy, straight funzy rig. Like, I, I would you could definitely get into like the XP 1000 razors are awesome. Um, they made those for several years. You can get those fairly inexpensive. Shouldn't say that fairly inexpensive because you can't even everything used now is like where that's yeah yeah. yeah. I mean the the, Just, mar- the market is subject to change obviously yeah. and stuff like that. But but like 2017, I think you could pick up a really good first, whether it's an X3 or an XP 1000 or the Turbo S, you could you could get a really fun rig. So when you say X3, is that Can-Am? Can-Am, Can-Am yeah. yeah. Okay. Can-Am's pretty, they're, they're fun. They're tons of fun. Well, they got that tried-and-true Rotax, that motor. I mean, that's a, that engine, they've put that thing in everything. If, everything they freaking make, they have a Rotax engine. Right. <laughs> so they're, they're, they're definitely proven. But you, I mean, sh- shoot, even my, like, even my Talon, brand yeah. new, I don't even remember what I paid for it. I think 22. I think I, I paid twenty two. I thought you said out the door ended up being like twenty eight or something like that. No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Yeah. The town's cool because it's got the gearbox, and like that—that's kind of the biggest issue we have. Especially again, back to our conversation we had last night on the off road podcast. People are throwing all this weight for overlanding on these side by sides. They're not taking into account like clutch. It's going to put a lot of strain on your clutch and your belt. Yeah, like, it's going to put it's going to put a lot of work. 
to get that weight moving. And uh, that's the cool thing with the uh, talons is they're gearbox driven. And back to your question, I take back what I said. Those YXCs are so fun to drive. Do you know so, the one thing I don't like about those? What's that? Is the seating position and the and the way yeah. that the front end like it's I, a little different. I, I've I've just rode in one. I haven't drove one, but it, it, it kind of is the same thing with the Can Ams. They've got like that downward kind of seating position, and you're uh, kinda, yeah, as far as like looking over obstacle, and th- that's kind of because I, but I was doing my research on all of them as far right. as what I wanted, um, and the the, the talon kind of came out to me because for one the gearbox mm-hmm. as far as i feel like that is a more reliable setup um and then second the, like the seating position and the way that you sit like just the way that you are in it like you you can see you can I, you know i don't know it just i i i guess i haven't really drove in a in in, in like an x3 like uh, you know a canon like cooper's right uh but i did take a ride in, a, in the yxz you know it, it's just like this downward kind of it's more of like a like a I feel like it was like a track go fast you know, like on a designated like oh, here that's, you go kind of a road right. kind of a thing. That's those things are so fun. That's what they built. The YXC is more of like short course UTV, mm-hmm. short wheelbase. I mean those things are squirrely. You steer with the rear on those. So they're a ton of fun to drive. Again, gearbox driven, paddle shifters um, for a, for a fun level like if you want something that's sporty and goes fast, I, I really like those YXCs. I spent. It, and it would have to be a four seater because I'm not trying to do this. No, they don't make, don't make one. Yeah. <laughs> On a talon, buddy. Yeah. Here's the yeah. thing. You know what's funny with my talon? <clears throat> I thought I would use the paddle shifters a hell of a lot more. Yeah, it's nice that they have the option for you to either use or not use. Because that thing in sport mode is a maniac. I think if you if you spent time like wheeling in like Moab, you'd it'd be all paddles. Yeah. Because you're going to want to just select the one, gear. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, for the most part, out on the trails, it's it's more of a fun factor than oh, anything. Yeah. Honestly, like even on like some of the just like logging roads, you put that thing in sport mode. I think for what it is and the horsepower that it has, like I've got a buddy that lives like literally right down the road from us, and he's got a, a turbo one thousand razor mm-hmm. four seater, and I'm always behind him, and I'm always trying to like just kind of keep up with him and and. Cause like he rips and I'm like trying to like rip with him and be like okay I can I can keep up with and here's I, I can keep up with him on logging roads like I don't need a turbo like I can get right up on him yeah but you can get one I know <laughs> <laughs> just because you don't need there, one doesn't dude, mean dude, you shouldn't there do it there has been many a times after <laughs> a ride where we get back campfires going we're talking I'm like if I only had a little bit more power <laughs> like just a little bit more I can just and just just kind of you know <laughs> go faster but at the same time then i kind of like talk myself out of it like i don't really need it like how often are we going like balls out ready right. to rip like you know i was talking to cooper with uh, as soon as i get the 32s on there like he said it was more peppy it's more yeah. responsive so i'm excited about that because I, I every time we go riding i was telling you this the other day like i look for i look for opposite like when we stop like I'm looking around, like, is there a trail that I can go play on? Because like I want to go climb some stuff. Like I want to get into like a little, little hairy situation. Like I want to, you know, I want to play. I want to yeah. play, and that, and that's what's, uh, I feel is, is what's cool with that transmission, is just the the way that it reacts and the and 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 
it just gives you more power instead of like a belt where you're relying on that to get traction to the rear tires. But what do I know? I know. <laughs> the other thing that's nice with the Razors or just Polaris Razor platform in general is it's it's like the Jeep. It's the most accessorized side by side. Oh yeah, in the market, hands down. So if you did want to get into riding side by sides, and if you did go the route of the Razor, like there's no shortness of accessories out there on the market for it. But mm-hmm. I think Can Am and, and the Talons are coming up pretty quick behind it and there's some rumor has that there's some pretty cool things coming down the road for for can am uh, players released a bunch of cool stuff this year they sure freaking did i here's the thing like can am and polaris have been like like one upping each other like doing a little like, horsepower war big this year <laughs> they went huge two liters of fury yeah. we got and they're non-turbo coming. right non-turbo naturally aspirated yeah over 200 horsepower cuckoo it's like 2,000 cc's. <laughs> I have yeah. 100 horsepower. Which is which is weird because I did my own research because everything you look at online, no matter, you could Google it right now, and everything will tell you UTVs are restricted to 1,000 cc's. Everywhere. <clears throat> I can't remember. Off-road something association. Off-road. Oh, I remember you telling me. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. So there's this association. They're the ones that come up with the regulations for the season. And it's the head of it. It's like Polaris. It's all the top. Yeah. Mahindra, Yamaha, or Yamaha, sorry. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy that it, everyone's stuck to just the 1,000 cc's, and all of a sudden this thing comes out, and it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Where did the displacement rules go? Because you <laughs> just doubled them. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of the, uh, like with sport bikes, there was that gentleman's agreement about the 300-kilometer hour. They're like, we're, all right, we're not going to produce anything that goes over this. We're not going right. to do that. We're not going to do that. And all of a sudden, I, I think it was Suzuki or something like that. was like, yeah, we're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it. It stayed stagnant. Everybody was like, this does 299 or 298. <laughs> right. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, yeah, we do like 340. <laughs> <laughs> Gentleman's agreement gone. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it'll be crazy to see, I mean, next year. I mean, everyone's pushing the limits in every motor industry but somewhat freaks me out because at the same Dude. time like i feel like i could like with my 1000 cc you feel like you can fly well i feel like i could fly but it's control i feel like it's controllable right. like anything like anything more and that's what talks me out of the turbo kit it's like i can i can use all this horsepower mm-hmm. and have fun with it and whip my ass around and and, and have a great time but if mm-hmm. i had more power like that's when st- that's when you start crossing the line and things start getting dangerous because now I'm like going into a corner and freaking hammering it and just like drifting way for it's just it just kind of freaks me out at the same time like I love horsepower and I love going fast but when you're in the woods and yeah. if you fly off a freaking mountain like you could kill yourself oh, yeah but the crazy thing is like it I totally understand where you're coming from and the only reason my perspective is a little bit different is because. I spent the whole day in Cooper's Talon, and then Brian just picked up. This was last year that uh, Pro XP. Yeah, that's got all the live valve suspension and stuff on it. He takes me in a ride, just pinned to where if we were in the Talon, I'd be terrified. This thing was like a cloud. Yeah. Oh, dude. So, not only are they taking these motors to the next level, they're doing the same thing with suspension. They've got all the live valve technology you see in like some of the Raptors and the TRXs is going right into the side by sides now, to where you yeah. can have selective on the fly dampening of characteristics of your shocks to where it, it i want to say like sdis i think it's 500 times a second yeah it's the sensors are reading so i mean even those sdi clicks are available those sdi kits have you seen those yeah so what's in cooper's jeep they have yeah, them yeah. for side by sides now so carly you, 
Carly Carly's doing it now. Yeah, yeah. they yep. just teamed up. That's yeah. rad. Yeah, that'll be killer. So, I I kind of wish it's like yeah, they're doing all this horsepower and all that like cool stuff, right? It's cool suspension on the new one. Oh yeah. How's that roll cage doing? You guys still doing those shitty roll cages where everybody's got to change them? <laughs> so they did. They they changed it. <laughs> okay. So this right. is the first year. The only connecting points are the A pillar and the B pillar on the, the okay. new um, Polaris's. So they used to have multiple <laughs> connecting points. This is the first um, chassis to the market that it's only got one connecting point. So it, it should be cool. a lot solider. That's yeah. cool. Because like everybody with like razors oh, like, yeah. change their cage. It's like, yeah. well, the other one wouldn't help me. <laughs> <laughs> right. The other one's pretty much a death death trap. It's like, wow, that's like the one thing that you want like good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so they I mean they really I think they they knowing that they okay, we're going to double the horsepower of every other side by side. We need to do some safety. <laughs> yeah, so they they I think it comes with five-point harnesses too if I remember right, but and they Freaking they did <laughs> They did a bunch of stuff in the hubs too to make those stronger um boxed arms, uppers and lowers. Uh they, they did a ton of cool stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's a bad machine. Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll be cool. It'll be cool. UTVs are the next next big thing, man. Yeah. And it's it's funny because you can go out and buy, like, your, say, $25,000. You can buy a pretty capable, I mean, wheel and rig with 21 inches of wheel travel, 18 inches or whatever it is. Go out, wheel the piss out of it, come back, load it onto your trailer, and get in your daily driver and take it home. Yeah. I think that's, for me, one of the, the selling points and the, and the reason a lot of people in the industry are going that way because they're tired of driving to the trail in their JK or whatever, going out, breaking something and having to fix it or can't get it back and they've got to borrow a trailer and a truck and get it back. Just go beat up on your side-by-side. Yeah. Keeps your daily good. And then having that, having it being so light, able to be yeah. behind, like if you have a Ford Explorer, you can tow it. Totally. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the, you know, up until those things started becoming more well-equipped, there was basically there was no way you could buy something without any knowledge right. and get that. It was always you were buying someone else's project or you had to build it on your own. <laughs> exactly. And it was a built not bought type thing. So yep. that's like they're literally cashing the check of bought not built. But you're buying something that's capable. Right. And once you change the roll cage, fairly <laughs> safe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you can do a lot of fun shit around someone who oh, yeah. and it's kind of it kind of sucks because you have the guy out there that's maybe like really trying to learn how to like build off-road equipment for his jeep and get out there and do it and all of a sudden you get this you know 18 year old kid in his can hole in a can <laughs> well, not, i would say not even an eight i would expect the 18 year old in the can-am right or if, right. They, if they had that or something like that what's even more upsetting is you have the 55 year old who's never off-road in his life yeah doesn't care about anything out there he's like oh off-road is art it's like whoa asshole hey <laughs> Dude, what's this trail has been hard for the last 50 years. It I wasn't know. until the last 10 years you stupid-ass side-by-sides came along. And no, it's an easy trail. Yeah. It's not easy. Yeah. He's like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Boop, 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 boop. I just did it five times. Right? Yeah. So the, the first year we took uh, my truck to Easter Jeep Safari was, I think, the first year that we really dove in deep into side-by-sides. So Brian and Cooper took their X3s. And me, Dave was in Stretch, our Cummins mm-hmm. two-door JK. And I was in my truck. And we get to the trailhead, and like it, it, it we want to think of the top of the world. It takes about like an hour to get to the top, and maybe 15 minutes into it, Cooper comes on the radio. You guys are never going to believe this. He's just laughing, and we're like, "What?" And he's like, "We're already at the top." And Dave and I were like <laughs> the first obstacle, and we were just like, "Oh my gosh!" So they came back down, hung out with us, ripped back up, like 
it changes it changes a lot and that, another conversation we talked about recently was like trail etiquette and how that's changed mm-hmm. because these side-by-sides are coming in doing things 10 times faster than the jeeping guys and they yeah they're crazy man they're fun though they're so much fun yeah. it's it's like an rc toy for an adult do, do you know one thing i found out that um uh, some uh, specific people hate well obviously side-by-sides riding on the roads, but there's a specific group of people at a specific time that just absolutely <laughs> hunters. Oh man, <laughs> man, I've gotten mean mugged by so many hunters oh, as yeah. we're just like shredding on the road. Like, I ran my, into you guys. My my argument is like, get off the road, pussy. Like, yeah. <laughs> go hunting, dude. Like, it's a road. Yeah, <laughs> but the like, good old road hunters. Yeah, there's there's been. Especially in Idaho, like a ton of people we've passed, and like you wave at them, they're like, "Don't even look at you." They're just like pissed. Yeah. And we go to we go to Washington up at like Tacoma Creek where we went last time. Uh-huh. We ran into some moose hunters. They had a moose tag uh, for up there, and uh, they were actually like, "Hey, did you guys see any moose?" <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like we don't even care that you guys are ripping, but. Did you see anything? <laughs> find some. Come, yeah, come find us. Yeah, if you find some, just come holler at us. <laughs> but, yeah, hunters do not like side-by-sides ripping on their on the yeah, They rip around on e-bikes. <laughs> Is that what they do? Yeah, man. They're quiet. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, think about it. Like, you pick <laughs> yourself <laughs> up an e-bike, like something like Quiet Cat, right? And you've got the big, beefy tires on it. Sure, yeah. You've got a range of however many miles. You can go down a single track trail straight down coast down it shoot your deer and not pedal up and it's silence i get that but it's like that's probably like one of those things it's like a hard pill to swallow for somebody to do like like hunters like a you know it's like a manly thing to do you know elk shapes (laughs) do they really yeah he does he won't hunt anywhere near a road he goes like deep deep into the woods but yeah he's got a e-bike it makes sense the part that cracks me about that is like you have to imagine i don't know who who did e-bike or anything like that but you have to imagine they're sitting like e-bike renewable non-combustion engine quiet good for the environment yeah, <laughs> this guy. And, and now, and now I think now that, that leads me straight to like vegan, granola, right. vegetarian, yeah. and, overland. And let, let alone they find out their best customers like, oh, dude, I take this thing out of the woods and fucking kill so much shit. It's so good. It's so I made awesome. a trailer that I, dude, did you know this thing can tow like three elk? I took three elk out with it. It was amazing. You know, like. <gasps> Well, those those like those electric the like uh, golf cart looking things they had for a while, like on the uh, on uh, uh, I remember watching like hunting shows on TV, and they'd always have the um, ad for like it, it almost looked like looked like a golf cart, but it was electric and it was like lifted. Do you remember the brand? Like, uh-uh. I can't remember the brand of it, what? But it was like a it basically it was like, up like a golf yeah, cart. like a big it was like big boy something or big boy carts or something like that hmm. but it was elect- it was like basically just a, like a soup dip golf cart but uh-huh. but that's what they use like on like hunting ranches and shit down south and yeah well now well, I could get it I, I I understand you're starting to see performance stuff in the UTV world come out electric now check out this resistor dude it's weird which which I don't get because they're like players came out with their I can't remember it's kind of like a ranger I, I can't remember exactly what the model was but I want to say they said up to an 80 mile range. So up to meaning they probably drove it on the lowest power level. <laughs> yeah, hyper, hyper on a tiring. flat yeah. road. Yeah, I I just can't get behind it yet with with the range. Like, what are you gonna you gonna instead of putting a person? Are you just gonna put your like Honda gas powered generator yeah. into your 
In the bed. Just fire that up. Just plug <laughs> it in. Just keep oh, going. Ran out of battery. <laughs> yep. Good thing I already filled my tech. Yeah, that's the one thing with electric anything is range. I mean, totally. that's what they're trying to do with like the semi truck world and like the over the road trucker kind of guys. Mm-hmm. But they just can't get the range out of them. Right. And there's not the infrastructure for them to be charging in the middle of freaking Wyoming or wherever they're going. Um, so that's that's the, that's the one downside. They got to get that battery. The battery. Elon Musk has got to. Find some freaking unobtainium on the moon or Mars or wherever he's going. <laughs> I will say, they are fun though. The torque. Oh, Have you yeah. been in a Tesla? No, but I I know electric. I have not. Yeah. No, oh my! Have you heard mine and Cooper's? Barry oh yeah, story, yeah, yeah. S and B. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, we're gonna transition to story time a little bit because yeah, that was fun. between the three of us. We got some fairly fairly good stories. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, Kyle, tell me about your first time in a Tesla. <laughs> oh, so, Cooper and I go, we were going to some show, and anytime we have vendors in that area, obviously we want to go out and meet them face-to-face, see how they're doing, get a tour of their shop if we can. And we we go, we're in like a Kia, and this whole this whole time we're driving this rental Kia, the goal is to get the lowest amount of gas <laughs> mileage <laughs> we could. So we're like yes. 65 on the highway. Fourth gear? No, third's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was... It was fun. Uh, so, anyways, we went, hung out with Barry. They're great company, great people there. And we're like, we're going to go. I think we were going to Icon after that or something. And Barry's like, try the Tesla. It's awesome. And we're like, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> a terrible idea. Absolutely not. And he's like, I don't, I will, I will refuse. You, you, you cannot tell me no. You have to take it. Like, have you met us? And yeah. He's like, you have to take it. You'll love it. And Cooper's like, nah, I don't think. And so Barry just tossed the key at him and we're like, okay. So we get it, and this did. It's they're crazy. They are just it's crazy. Ludicrous mode. For, first off, the if you haven't been in one, when you get on the the highway and you set it into autonomous or whatever it is, dude, it's freaky when you're coming into corners. Like you're just like your your natural instinct is to grab the steering wheel and turn, and it just goes, and you're just like, <laughs> your heart's like. I'm sure you get used to it, but yeah, that thing's cuckoo. It goes like zero to sixty in three seconds. I don't know. And it's the only vehicle I've ever been in that you go on like a crazy roller coaster or you do the thing where you, they take you up and then they just free fall and drop. Oh, and you feel in your balls. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, it's the, it legitimately does that exact same feeling because it is instant torque and it's, you can feel the cheeks come back. It's like crazy. You can feel on your, on your inside. Yeah. Your organs are moving. Your Everything is, it's yeah. so crazy. Those, those rigs are so cool. Yeah, I'm sorry. Backwards, your body's moving, but your organs aren't. Yeah, like, oh, uh, it's just yeah, they're just crazy. And it's it's the other weird thing is, you you're going so fast, so quick, and all you hear is, and you're just like, no, where's the noise? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, they're they're cuckoo, man. Teslas, I drive one. They're rad. I think I would probably drive one too. I think it'd be fun. Shout out to S and B and Barry. Thanks for letting us <laughs> drive. Like, the how Tesla. does he feel like not cool. being able to make like one single product for his car? <laughs> that was the first no thing. Intake. Well, the, the first thing <laughs> Cooper said to him, he's like, "Barry, you drive a Tesla." Like, you know, I, the what? And he's like, mm-hmm. "The reason he got it because California traffic's crazy." Yeah. He said sometimes he answers more emails on his commute home than he does while he's at work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then it's just like emails. But yeah, they're if you ever get the opportunity of getting one, I don't know which model he's got. It was Cuckoo though. And it was fun. Cooper was just being Cooper. Yeah. Cooper's not afraid to mat anything. And I I imagine I mean again, I was not there. I imagine it was like 
Okay. Okay. Here we go. Oh, God. It was. It was that. Like, <laughs> Did he put it in ludicrous mode? I don't think so. I don't oh know. Oh, my God. We, you guys haven't even first felt time, the whole experience dude, it. was the it. first time in it. And we don't, it's not like we can be like, oh, let's change the settings to this. We didn't no, know. I would. I'd be like, dude, I know there's a mode. Dude, that that's is like a ludicrous. freaking gigantic computer in front oh, yeah. of you. You're just yeah. like, uh, go. And, and even like the parking features, like drive by a parking spot and hit park, and it'll just be like, oh, yeah, that was an open spot. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, isn't there like, like a fetch mode, like where it like pulls out yeah, and like comes probably, like, hey, come know, here, man. come here, car. They're crazy. <laughs> they are just crazy machines. Yeah. But yeah, if if they could come up with that technology, so one truck I really want to get into is that Ford Lightning. Oh God. Oh, you guys, you guys not fans? It's got a. They even advertised it. What do they call it? A frump. A front, front, the oh, front the, trunk. The front trunk. Have you seen how much room is in there? I don't care how much room's in there, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I just <laughs> made, no, no no the reason I want to get in it is because I want to see if like it's a if it's at any way shape or form a similar experience as being in the Tesla sure because if it if it can get up and go like that that'd be cool but again back yeah. to the the whole the whole range thing like right that's what gets me I, I don't want to come home and have to plug my my truck in every time the four by e Cooper had let him down in the first like 10 minutes of owning it. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't even get from Coeur d'Alene to Spokane on, on electric. No shit. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That was a bust. Yeah. The, I, honestly, I had no idea that they were even making those it'd until be cool he pulled you, up with it. And I was like, what the f-? yeah. I mean, if you lived in like Seattle or LA or yeah. New York where you're, you had a short commute. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it'd be ideal, it'd but be perfect. Cause did the, he just return of, that or does he still have it? No, it's gone. Yeah, I kind of figured. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's gone. <laughs> the, the part with me with like an electric truck is to me a truck is still a tool, and yeah. having something that has to have electricity, like. <laughs> to, to me, at this point, the only electric truck that I would that I think is acceptable to own is Tesla Cybertruck. <laughs> it is so yeah. ridiculous and it's so out there, and it, it it's pretty good. It, it's just like okay, that did makes you, sense. Did you yeah. see the Overland portion of it? Oh, they, they've got a whole freaking thing there. He, I heard that, I don't remember where I heard this, but he was like making a like a quad, like an electric four-wheeler to fit in the back right. of the well, Cybertruck. There, there is a, uh, a guy on, on YouTube, uh, Rich Rebuilds, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. He does all Tesla stuff. And yeah. he, he made a Tesla quad. And I, and And I believe Elon Musk found out about it and actually sent him some stuff for it. No shit. Yeah, he's got a Tesla motor and a quad. Like okay, functional, that'd be freaking insane! It is insane. He has videos of him ripping it. He's like, "This is not okay." Speaking <laughs> of, so I don't know why I just thought. Speaking of Teslas, did you see the stuff that was at SEMA this year? No, I didn't. Dude, <laughs> there was like Chevelle swapped Teslas and stuff. Oh, uh, there, there was I also. I can't remember what it was. It was like a Chevelle or a. There was another another channel that I've been watching. Um, I can't remember what it is, but they did a, a C10, the yeah. all-wheel drive C10 Tesla. Yeah, that was just like. Again, it's like not okay. Like, this is, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like is that going to be the thing that everyone talks about? You know, you never put a Ford in a Cummins. Everyone always does Cummins swaps. Like mm-hmm. forty years from now, or will our kids be on a podcast? Like, oh, did you Tesla swap that dude? Yeah. We did a four <laughs> motor swap. Well, the, they're, they're already talking wheel. about it. On, they're on already YouTube doing stuff. it. I, I they're, well, they're it's, like, it's only a matter of time before this becomes a more modular thing, where it's like you it's can Tesla swap anything. It's what well, think of it. Crazy. If he made like. Uh, like a kit, a universal like, kit. Yeah, like a universal. Yeah. Like here's your motor, here's your control panel, and here's like here's your battery pack. You put it in whatever you want. Yeah, here you go. Like he could probably sell those freaking things like hotcakes. I, I'd yeah. say it's probably like that'd be like a thirty grand thing. Oh, probably probably more. I don't know. Well, that's for, I mean that's kind of like one the, axle, the R two eight kits. 
Yeah. Aren't they up there? They're up in like 25 or something, 28. I thought the R2s were like in the low 20s. The, the whole same, setup? I thought it was R2A? less than 20. I didn't think it was that much. I don't I don't know. For some reason, 22 power, comes in my head. It's just an engine and computer. Like well, if that engine was that expensive, they ain't selling any of those. Because you they, could buy a they brand didn't. new... I know, but <laughs> those things don't sell for shit. Yeah, but it can't. It can't be that much. That's expensive. I feel like, for some reason, in my mind, R two eight for me is like nineteen to twenty thousand. I think with the whole wow. standalone everything. That's insane. I, no wonder nobody, nobody's messing with those. Kyle's looking up. We we have the power of the internet at our fingertips, yeah. and we're just guessing about this shit. What do you got for me? Gosh, guys, that was way off. How much? Well, Google says it's about grand? eight grand. Okay, oh, that, yeah, sounds that sounds more, way better. Oh yeah. no, that's four BT. Oh, <laughs> it's a four BT from nineteen eighty four. Yeah, let's see who finds it first. I'm gonna get on the Google machine here too. Hey Siri. Yeah. Buy. How much Cummins. is an R two point eight liter Cummins engine platform? R. Do, 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 do. Quick job brand, Cummins R28. Oh, I got a Cummins website. They ain't going to tell me any pricing. No, they won't. No, I think, I think you're right, Ben. I think it's right around 10 grand. I can't find it. Maybe that's why they don't sell them. I can't even f- try and buy one right now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's why it's so hard. <laughs> like, this website doesn't even let me scroll down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, this is an article from March 2020. Uh, how much does the Cummins R two eight cost? In cost alone, the R two eight's price tag is a drawback, but its MSRP has already been or has already come down to seven thousand six ninety nine. Okay. okay, from eight thousand nine ninety nine. I was out of my mind. <laughs> yeah, gosh, don't don't call me. Yeah, <laughs> you want a quote? Just off the top of my head, fifty grand. <laughs> Sir, yeah. I was just asking about a bottle of fuel bomb. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. My my go to is if I don't know, it's fifty. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 here's the crazy thing. It's not. I don't think we're t- too far out. Seeing what I saw at Siemens, uh, no, I don't think they have yet. There's somebody's going to do a Tesla UTV. So that, that brings me to that's going to be crazy. Like the, Talk about lightweight and fast. <laughs> Yikes! Because like you've got kids like the the evolution of the common day motorhead, if you were like gearhead, if you will. Right. Um, me and Tyler talked about it before too. It's like you know, it may not be. It's already changing because obviously we've got, you know, I'm on now the, the later half of 30s. You're not far behind me, Tyler, 31, 32? 31. 31. <laughs> and, you know, we, there, there's the generation, say, like 10, 15 years below us that are, you know, in their 20s, early 20s and whatnot. And their perception of, you know, being a motorhead or a gearhead is completely different than we see it. It's all, all, all electronics. Whereas, you know, a lot of us are still kind of the halfway, but like, I respect the mechanical. I understand the yeah, electronic. Like, I, I know how to rebuild carburetor. I still don't. What? <laughs> yeah. Benjamin. I know. I, I can know. rebuild it, but I can't tune it in for nothing. I can't tune it. I can rebuild yeah, it. Yeah, I can I, rebuild I can't it. Tune it. Yeah. I take it back. I, could, I mean, I could take apart anything and put it back together. Yeah, it's that, it's that simple. <laughs> how to make it work, though, I just don't know shit about it. Yeah. But it's one of the things where I could learn. Um, right. Whereas, you know, I, I see like our kids or maybe our grandkids, it's. You know they're gonna look back and the stuff that was like common to us, like oh that's a that's a mechanical engine. It's a what? It's a mechanical <laughs> engine. It means it doesn't electro- it doesn't use electronics. Well, how does it run? That's a manual do transmission. Yeah, how, how does that work? <laughs> like this is this is called a tone ring. It yeah. tells your brakes when to turn on and turn off. What? I don't understand how that works. I know our like kids the, are gonna be like dad. 
all you have to do is say the word and it starts for you. <laughs> yeah. Where's the noise? It doesn't make any. You see that third pedal down there? It's a clutch pedal. Yeah. That's a clutch pedal. Is it a purse? What is <laughs> that? Yeah. What's going on here? <laughs> is that how you open the hood? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's crazy. Freaking barbecue juice is empty. Oh, so fine. <laughs> yeah. Does that mean we should probably wrap this up? A little bit. Okay. So, me and Tyler, we've got... Uh, What's our time, Corey? How, how long have we been doing this? 120. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's true. Like Whenever, whenever we have when guests on, it tends, yeah. to, tends to go long. Um, I do want to throw this out there while we're all still primed and prepped and everybody's happy right now. Not the same. We're all going to get mad, but <laughs> me and Kyle like to get naked and fight sometimes. <laughs> Tommy when, sticks. Yeah. And yeah, when Tyler's not around, we all boil up and just, just, just see what happens. No. happens. <laughs> Cooper wears referee shorts and it works out. <laughs> Apparently with a three inch inseam, according to that wall. Over oh, there. boy. <laughs> I have some three-inch team stories. I'm sure you do, man. <laughs> sure hey, you hey do. sun's out, quads out, baby. There you go. <laughs> 100%. I like it. Oh, so we, we've talked a lot about quads and overlanding on this episode, and obviously is a diesel podcast, but I know a lot of our, our listeners also are into that stuff, too. And I want to make sure that they know that you are an easily accessible person and that totally. we want to have you back on the show. Like, we've had Cooper on. Oh, yeah. Uh, we want to have you back on. We've had Jesse on, like our, our fabricator in our shop. Um so if you've got questions on side-by-side stuff and you're a diesel guy and you're, you're honestly, I feel like we've got the three levels of totally. side-by-side people here. Me, I know what I know and it's dangerous, <laughs> but I'm still fairly green. Tyler is into it. He has one. He's purchased, you know, he's looked at the aftermarket and whatnot. And we have someone who's actually in the aftermarket right? Um, with a lot more experience than Tyler. And uh, you've got the first most experience. You've got the second most. I've got the third most. I've got zero. Yeah. <laughs> I speak the third third best Italian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want, I mean, if you have questions on side-by-side shit or overlanding stuff, you know, throw them in the comments. You know, you can ask Kyle. He honestly, not honestly, truthfully, his office is right next to mine. True story. And I would like to, like, answer people's questions on this. I know this episode is honestly not coming out until... I did a schedule today. It's not coming out, I think, until like February. Because we're like, today's like December 22nd. We're like, we haven't even hit Christmas yet. Um, But luckily, I mean, Tyler, we do a good job. We got our episodes stacked up here a little bit. So this will be coming out in February. That means summer is right around the corner. Yep. It's time to get not only your side-by-side set up, but also if you're into overlanding, I know me and Tyler talk a whole bunch of shit on overlanding. (laughs) It's just easy to. But... What's what do overlanders think of diesel guys? There's a lot of diesel overlanders. Be surprised. Are, are they diesel overlanders or are they overlanders that just needed a big truck? Um, are you talking like what do Chads think about? <laughs> well, what what's an overlander Chad? And no, I feel like a an diesel overlander a diesel Chad like Seth. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> uh, you you know I don't know. It's it's kind of I've been so disconnected from the diesel world since we took on the off road project that. That I don't know, but I would imagine, I don't know how well they'd mesh. <laughs> I should bring you to a show one time. If you walk around, I think your head might explode. I probably would. <laughs> but then again, the, the, you know, take one of those guys and put them at, you know, you know, the, a diesel a, event. A sled yeah, pull. Sled they'd be pull. like, these guys are tools. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of tools. It's, it's a cool community. There's a, there's a lot of camaraderie, so it's, it's definitely different from, there's not a lot of chest bumping and grunting and, and stuff like that but it's it's fun and it's it's cool the way i like to experience it with loading my family up wife and kids 
and I can go to the top and pull out like ice cream out of my fridge freezer. That's yeah. like, oh, we're in the middle of nowhere. You want a popsicle? It's a hundred degrees outside. Here you go, buddy. So it's 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 just bringing some of those conveniences that you're used to at home in your rig. Um, but I, for the most part, everybody in that that in industries is super cool. I think there might be a reason they don't have diesel and overland events held simultaneously. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> who knows? Not enough craft beer. Yeah. Too yeah. Many, That's probably too, it. Too many Coors Lights being smashed and not enough IPAs. Yeah. Not enough yeah. IPAs, bro. Yeah. <laughs> There's your comparison right there. There you go. Yeah. Coors Light and IPA, man. Yeah, me and my Coors Light, my PBR is hanging out over here and you got your small batch IPAs. <laughs> like a diesel guy would be like, look at those hippies over there. And the guys yep. over there would be like, yeah, we're hippies. Yeah, 100%. And the guys, diesel guys are like, it's not working. Yeah. <laughs> what do we do? Your pants are dumb. Jeff, rev your engine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what to do right yeah. now. Are we fighting or are we kissing? I'm not, I'm not sure what you're saying, but I'm taking his disrespect. I'm going to speak loud until I figure out what's going on here. All right? <laughs> oh, sure. boy. Okay, we're going to wrap this one here. up, guys. Uh, we genuinely appreciate all of you guys tuning in and listening. And again, if you have questions for Kyle and you want to talk to him directly and you don't want to have us interfere because we're going to make fun of him when we ask him questions, Kyle, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, you guys shoot me an email. My personal email is kyle at offroadpowerproducts.com, just like diesel power products, only off-road. Um, you can give me a call. My direct line is 509-795-8920. Be happy Spin to... the digits. I know, Ooh, man. I, and uh, just so you know, that phone line does receive texts. <laughs> it does. Yeah, I can text you right back from my computer. So And pictures. You guys have any questions at all? <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hope someone sends you something. Oh my god. I hope Oh, I forget. Just... This is a whole another crowd of people. I just uh, the, for diesel people, I will say are some of the most like off-color <laughs> Redneck creative. Like my firewalls. When it, when it comes to like little like, videos, you're gonna and like, get a picture. Brett's gonna, gonna be like, like, "What is that?" Uh, gonna message back and go. Kyle's computer's broken. Yeah, that's my butthole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got this new rooftop tent. It's called the Dark Star. <laughs> is that your butt? It's my butt. Yeah, it's my butt. <laughs> sure is. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, oh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. See you guys. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at dieselpowerproducts.com. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.